When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Kevin Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're on the way to Liverpool. Next gen. Do you know what I've realised? You're actually... You know how videos do a lot of views? You actually do have some relevance to the number of views. Because... Your, your boy, Andrew McClart, done a great job last week, by the way, in Dallas. Shout out to Andy. But you, when you do the interviews, they do do slightly more numbers. All right. So I'm giving there's you props. A, there's a compliment in there somewhere. No, what I'm saying is, is you're not as irrelevant as I thought you were. You know I'm not irrelevant. No, I know, but I'm quite... You know I'm big in the game. You are big in the game. <laughs> and there's a lot of people telling me that you've been spotted out lately in Villaricky and... You know, you, you've got a little bit of your swag back. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying. Shout out Harry's bar. Did you did you, did you know David Gandish from uh, Billericay? No. Yeah. Yeah, painful. <laughs> painful. Um, all right, I want to start with, obviously, the weekend. Uh, fantastic fight between uh, Maurice Hilko and, and yeah, Ramirez. Yeah, really uh, good. Didn't um, go your way for your guy? No, not, not a lot's going my way, really, at the moment. But on a serious note, I think I'm cool with it because it was such a great event, it was such a great fight, such a great night that I know this is a really cheesy but boxing one and it was two promotional companies coming together, two champions coming together in a great fight for boxing and it was one of the best fights I've seen live. In fact if we would have got another three or four rounds might have been one of what might have been the best fight I've seen live. Um, Brilliant performance from Jose Ramirez. Just technically really, really good. And I think he's number one right now at 140. Regis Progress didn't like it when I said that in a press conference. But I just think on paper, you have to give Ramirez the number one slot, in my opinion. Doesn't mean that he's definitely number one, but it means that in terms of what he's accomplished at the moment, he's number one. And uh, 
it's a great division, isn't it? I mean, you've got obviously Josh Taylor against Progress coming up in a final of the Super Series. Got Ramirez now. Um, so it was a, it was a brilliant night, and um, you know I, I was I was gutted that Mo lost, but at the same time I didn't leave Dallas thinking. I left there buoyant that we'd put on a great fight for the zone. Obviously, Sky had it as well, and um, yeah, just a, it was a good night for boxing. How was obviously your first show in Dallas? Did the Dallas people think you're a prick yeah, as well? Or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, actually, no. You're going to be surprised next time. I'm actually getting quite a lot of love in America. Um, it won't last, but it is at the moment like. Uh, it feels a little bit like in the early days of the US, where it was like, I like this guy, in the UK, sorry, I like this guy, you know, he's actually coming, trying to change the game, make a difference. After a while, once you get a bit of success, no doubt they will think I'm a brick as well. But right now, it's good. Crowd was okay, wasn't spectacular. Um, didn't quite get to 6,000, weren't far off. But if I would have taken it to Fresno or California, probably would have done 15,000, but the idea, was to give Mo the fight in his hometown, build him so that if he won, you've got a guy who is actually a star in his hometown. Didn't work out for him, but he fought great. He showed a huge amount of humility and class, and his stock rose in the fight. So we'll see Mo come back, maybe even at 147. And I think Ramirez now, he's a big star. You know, I mean, he's gonna be asking big money from top rank, and you know, um, he deserves it, because he's the man right now in the division. Um, obviously, yeah, we're on our way to Liverpool for your next-gen show, which we'll come on to in a little while, but some big news today that, um, obviously, after your announcement of the signing of heavyweight Huey Fury, yeah. that you're shortly going to announce his fight on the undercard of Lomachenko and um, Campbell against Alexander Povetkin, which Mega. is mental. It is, and we were just, it's like one of those fights that you can't help talking about. Like we were talking about it off camera and you were like, fuck, but you go to me, caught here, that's, that's putting him in the deep end, isn't it? For his first fight with Matrim. I'm like, and we're, what is it? I said, what do you want? Do you want him to have an easy fight? No, I'm just saying, like, you can't win <laughs> either way. Right so, to be honest, when I signed Huey, I never thought we'd put him in with Povetkin in the first fight, but, the opportunity arose, and he took it. And I've got to say, and I, you know, I've met Huey, and I know Peter. Huey Fury has got a big set of bollocks, right? Because Povetkin is not a guy that you voluntarily accept, especially as your first fight. He could have had that fight you were talking about. You like know, the welcome he, to Matrim yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a standard welcome to Matrim. There's a nice few quid for an easy fight. Yeah. But he said, no, I'd rather take more money in a fight that actually could take me somewhere. And if he beats Povetkin, he really is somewhere. I mean, he's a guy you can start saying, I want a world title shot. His profile will be through the roof. And yeah, like I said, mate, Huey Fury, like he boxed Parker at what, 22 for yeah, a world title? Yeah. He went to Bulgaria. Which a fight a lot of people believe that Huey won as well against the Parker. Parker. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't a great fight in the world, but it was a very close fight. The um, part, the uh, fight against Pulev in Bulgaria. A lot of people turned that fight down because they didn't want to go to Bulgaria. Huey went. I think he was 23 at the time. Now he's 24. Now he's jumping in with Povetkin. I love it. I love it. 
we should get behind that. You, do, do you know what I mean? We shouldn't. Oh, Huey, Huey, oh, always oh, taking a risk. Fuck off, what do you want? You want fighters to take risks. You want them to, to take tough fights, don't you? So give Huey Fury the respect. You know, years ago, when AJ first won the world title, we were looking at Huey Fury maybe as a potential opponent, sort of around the similar no, sort no, of time no. when he fought Parker. And Peter come on to me, he's like, I'm telling you, we will fight AJ. And I thought it was all a load of bollocks. I thought that they won't fight AJ, they don't want to fight AJ, they're just saying that. And we negotiated a little bit. I felt like they, they priced themselves out a little bit at the time. But I felt in my heart of hearts, and I don't mind admitting it, that they never really wanted that fight. I know now they did. Because they're willing to take these kind of fights. And like I say, Huey and Peter, but obviously Huey's the guy getting in there, deserves all the respect in the world. Because he's going in with Alexander Povetkin at the O2. What a fucking chief support mm. on Lomachenko Campbell. Mm. I mean, we've sold nearly 16,000 tickets. We've got like 1,000 tickets left. So it's a sellout. And I'm giving you Povetkin against Fury. And I'm giving you world title fights to be announced this week. And I'm giving you domestic fights. And I'm giving you world class, world championship contenders as well. But that fight is fucking seriously haunting. And I have to give massive credit to Huey Fury because it's a gamble, but it's a calculated gamble because if he beats him, he's in a really, really good place. Mm. Really good place. But give him give him the respect, please. No, absolutely. It's, uh, Not was... you. I'm talking about you. What do you mean me? No, you. What are you about? No. What? You've got to start respecting people more. Who don't I respect? No. A lot of people saying it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you, you a lot of people down Harry's bar. Yeah, down Harry's yeah, bar. Yeah, no, they've been saying. Great plug for Harry's, by the way. Um, oh, I've got loads of people to thank on the um, coffee stakes for sending me coffee. Wanker coffee. Okay. Uh, spelt with a W A N C H. Called coffee wankers. W A N C. I don't know what, you, what are you talking coming. about. I don't... don't you remember we did that interview? And I said, oh, oh yeah, someone yeah, sent me yeah, this yeah, coffee. So well, right. since then, I have had untold amounts of coffee being sent to me. Yeah. So, since, I just want to say thank you to anyone who sent me coffee. Okay. It's very important to me, because it's, it's an important part of my life. And actually, when you start drinking proper filter, like, sorry, proper coffee, you start to realise mm. the old caramel macchiato might not be the one anymore. So shout out to the people sending me coffee. I've now got a coffee machine in my house. Proper, you know, you stick the beans in, grind it down. It's good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, by the way. I'm getting old. Fair enough. Um, okay, so now. Okay. Don't want you to like start calling me a clown and. Oh, that geezer. And well, biting, you know. I mean, me if off. you imagine, so you're talking about this barbershop geezer, right? Who spends his whole life abusing me. His whole life. But people say to me, why do you give this geezer a second of your time? I like to treat people with respect. If you're coming to my show and you're part of the media, I don't feel like I have the right to say to you, no, fuck off, mate, I ain't doing an interview with you. So I treat with people with respect. This guy has zero respect. So he's paid 
been reliably informed, I won't tell you who pays him to come, but he is paid to come and stick it on me, right? But you can't have a balanced conversation with this individual who is just like there to do a job, which is to try and stitch me up or make me look bad or abuse me. So that's why I called him a clown, because I don't mind you asking me questions, but if I ask you a question back, at least have a conversation about it. But he's like, oh yeah, you know, Dillian like this, and, and then and then comes out with like, and what about what your dad said? It's like, where's that come from? And then what about what you did? Like, it's just, and then he follows me around, then he turned up to the event. And I just said to him, I said, you're a little bitch. He said, why? Because you're all nicey-nicey to me. And then when you get on your YouTube channel, like some little tit, you, you start, oh, Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn, I mean, this guy, I, I chased him out of town, man. It's like, no, no, I called you a little bitch, and I told you, I'll do your interview, but you're a little bitch. Okay. And, but I, you know, there are times where, I've, you know, I've called you a little bitch, but that was off camera. Yeah, that was in Harry's bar. No, but I don't, I don't mind. I'll talk all day long. What? But you've got to at least, like, man to man, Give me respect. You can't slag me off mercilessly online and then come and kiss my ass off camera. Oh, Eddie, you're a great man. You're great. And then you go and watch his interview. What the fuck? This geezer doing. So that's why I had to tell him. People were tweeting me and saying to me, and they were tweeting guys like Rob Tether, etc., mm. and saying, "This is how interviews should be done." Okay. Yeah, but so do you, can you just break it down? If we were to have that approach, no, but you're all you're all on the payroll. So you're not going to say anything bad because you'll lose your job. Or the press pass. Yeah, you'll lose your press pass. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, look, people have got an agenda. And what you've seen with this white thing is so many people have got agendas. And listen, the whole situation, it's been fucking horrendous. It's been a horrendous week, right? But it's life and you deal with it. But it doesn't help when you've got people with agendas and people see through those agendas. I mean, look at Deontay Wilder. I mean, I don't often agree with Tyson Fury, but Deontay Wilder is a proper dosser, right? Dosser. Oh man, yeah, Matrim, yeah, Eddie, uh, fucking the geezer's obsessed with me and Matrim. You know? I mean, this is a guy, like, anyway, that's for another interview, but, I'm, but, so all these people who are quick to jump, they don't know the facts. You know, they don't know the, ins and outs of what happened they don't know and, and everyone seems to be completely disregarding the fact that Dillian White was cleared to fight so and, and then we'll come on to your questions oh, okay. but like the WBC for example I mean quite clearly the WBC never wanted Dillian White to be mandatory right why is that maybe he's not with I don't know, the right people. But, one thing I'll say is this, how can you suspend a fighter? On what grounds? Through an article they read on Boxing Scene. You don't know the facts yet. I don't even know all the facts. The only facts that have been presented to us is, I'm talking about us as in the boxing community is, Dillian White had to attend a hearing, provide evidence, and was cleared to fight. He's not suspended by UKED. 
He's not suspended by the British Boxing Board of Control. These are the people that heard the case. Yet the WBC decides to suspend it. On what grounds? So please, let's wait till the whole story comes out. And there's loads and loads I wanna say. And unfortunately, because it will jeopardize Dillian White's case, and more importantly, the fact that it's confidential between those spies until it comes out. It's not a case of, oh, you, oh, what, so we'll never find out what happened. You will. But he's fighting for his career right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, I said in America, guilty until proven innocent. And that's why I lost my rag with that geezer because I said, ask yourself one question why did they clear it? And he was like, well, you answer that. I said, no, I'm asking you. He produced his evidence, right? If he was guilty as such, he wouldn't have boxed. So they've obviously had a, a reason to clear him. Oh, well, well, you know. And so people are just missing that point completely. And, and I think, I feel like the WBC, the WBC's testing program partner, who is it? Vada. Vada. Gillian Wyatt employed Vada throughout this whole process, as he does every fight, and has passed all the tests that we've had. So, how can the WBC suspend him when he's passed all his protocol? And not just the WBC's protocol, the additional protocol that he's employed for that camp. How can you suspend him until you even know the facts and what will be presented and what will come out? So. I don't know. I don't know whether it's a gender or whether they just feel they're under pressure to do something. So, you know. Okay. I obviously watched your what you said in Dallas. Yeah, and that got even even that, like, I did that as a favour to you. Really. Okay. Because I'm being told that anything that I say could jeopardise Dillian White's sort of situation in case with UK. Like this isn't this isn't the end of this. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he has to prove his innocence. So there's certain things that I can and can't say. And I tried in that interview to give you as much as I can. And oh. a lot of it I don't know. Okay. So. Okay, listen. Okay. So the first thing I really want to ask you is why you can't confirm or deny whether Dylan White's A sample came back as a positive or negative result? Because what I know is that there was an adverse finding. Right. Is that a positive result? Is he found guilty of, like, all these questions? He was asked, there was obviously a problem with his drug test. That, that's one thing I definitely can tell you. But he was cleared to fight, so I don't actually know the answer to the question. So if he was cleared to fight, are we kind of... I don't know, maybe naively gonna suggest then that he didn't fail a test if he was cleared to fight. Well, Otherwise you, you why? Said, you said that, but yes, there isn't there is an argument to that theory. But I don't actually know the answer because UCAB will have to make a ruling. What I'm saying to you is is that if they've looked into a test that he had, that clearly there was an issue with, right? Otherwise we wouldn't have even been in this situation. Something was found. Adverse yeah, findings. Correct. Okay. Correct. I, I'm, that's like common. Rumored to be Dynabol. Okay. Again, like rumored. I've seen three substances reported. Okay. Again, I don't. Again, 
I, what I know, that's totally incorrect, those reports that I've seen, okay? So, you're in a situation where this, we were contacted about this adverse finding, right? By the way, Dillian is Dillian. My job is to promote a show. I have a contract with both fighters to pay them a lot of money to take part in a fight, subject to them being cleared to box, obviously, by the local commission, by UCAN, FADA, etc. Right? So I'm in a situation where we get this news, now it's over to Dillian White. Dillian White deals with it with his lawyers. UK said, UK say, basically the only way you can fight is to effectively prove to a panel, and again, this is speculation on my behalf, your innocence effectively. So that's what he had to do. So this is not the Eddie Hearn panel or the IFL panel that we just got together down Harry's bar on Saturday in Billericay and went, yeah, all right, mate, come on, yeah, let's have a listen, what's happened? This is the National Anti-Doping Panel. This is a government agency you're talking about, you're dealing with. So this is a proper procedure. And he went through that procedure, and to be honest with you, you look at the money you spend, or the fighters spend on VADA testing, sometimes we spend, in this case, Dillian White out of his own pocket, that VADA testing is the biggest saving grace potentially Dillian White ever had because all those reports were analysed and again I can't go into the subject but I'm like I know a lot about when these tests were taken and, and again this will come out right so this was all presented to the panel who was on that panel? I don't, it's a national anti-doping panel. It's an independent panel. So what happens is UCAD, to, to make it fair, UCAD will have this panel of experts or judges or whoever it is, and it's presented to them, okay? They went in and the panel decided that Dillian White is clear to fight. Did they take a vote on that? I don't know. I wasn't involved in the panel. I wasn't on the in, in, this, in the hearing. I didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know how it works. As far as I know, it's a judge, like like a case, or a, you know, and they cleared him to fight. So they looked at all the information, all the testing patterns, the VADA test that happened just before, and cleared to fight. So once he's cleared to fight, and, and I do feel, I say, I know no one feels sorry for the British Boxing Border Control, but we had this conversation off camera. The British Boxing Border Control are not a doping agency. They're, they're not. So they take, take lead from UCAD. Totally. So the British Boxing Border Control can they overrule UCAD? I don't. I don't think so because once you sign up to a code in your rules, where effectively their rules are saying whatever UCAD decides, we honour as well. Do you understand? So if you're banned by UCAD or suspended, and by the way. Dillian White could have been suspended for that fight. You know, they could have said no, suspension. He's, he's, his license is suspended. Does that make sense? So if, if you could come in and ban you for six months, your license is suspended for six months. The two work hand in hand. So once he's cleared by UCAD, the board don't really have any decision to make. The board is, right, he's cleared to fight. If he's suspended by UCAD, or he's banned by UCAD, or he's not allowed to fight by UCAD, 
then the board won't clear it. So we wouldn't be in a situation where the board or people on the board wouldn't have wanted that fight to take place. That you're talking about an interview that Warren gave. So uh, I don't know who knows about this on the board because it's confidential between the board and the fighter and you can. That's why a lot of it I can't say because I'll. I'm breaching confidentiality talking about it, but I'm talking about things that are now in the public domain, right? Or some of them, and I have to, some of them are incorrect, so I like to put them right. But this wasn't, like this was a nightmare. Do you know what I mean? Like you can imagine the situation, and I know people won't feel sorry for Dillian White, maybe one day they will. But he found out about this on Thursday evening. He wasn't alerted straight away. No, because I think it needed to be dealt with by his team and emotionally for a fighter, you have to understand. And again, we get onto the revas thing in a minute where you want a fighter to go into a fight, you know, on it. This is tough, tough sport. So Dillian White was alerted, I think, soon after, but shortly after. And he had to live with that for two days he didn't sleep at all and he didn't know whether he was even fighting until Saturday afternoon so the preparation was fucking horrendous and again once we know the overall picture of this case and situation you may feel sorry for him or you may not feel sorry for him what what can you tell us in regards to the B sample I don't know. So this is all part of the ongoing. I have to say that in the history of what I know about drug testing, I don't think the B sample really deviates from the A sample. I probably know about as much as you. And again, we had this conversation off camera. So I don't know whether that's been tested. Since the fire, I've not had any communication with UCAD, the board, or Dillian White on this situation. It is totally confidential case between them. Have I spoken to Liam White's team? Yes. Not about the case, only about the statement, the facts, and you know, you've got to get this out there. But he's being told, do not do interviews and get this out there until we have cleared your name. Because this is too important. This is your, his career right now is in, is in tatters. And it may not be very soon. But just do me one favour, like, and I don't know if 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 Dillian White is proved 100% innocent here. Just please give him the the respect that you now feel he may deserve. Do you understand what I mean? Because this is like I feel very strongly about fighters using peds. I mean, we, had the, we were talking about the Jarrell Miller stuff and stuff like that, and I've you know, gone off on one, and people love putting up things that I've said. My stance doesn't change. Anybody who has knowingly used PEDs to gain an advantage in, in a fight in this sport should be banned. But who's deciding if it's knowingly or not? The, the governing bodies, Coogan. You, we can't decide. What the fuck do we know? Oh yeah, mate, no, I think you've done it. Right, you're banned. This is why these people in the positions they're in. This is why there is a government agency designed to deal with these incidents. Experts. This is why VADA tests. The good thing about VADA is it's not confidential. 
right? It's reported amongst the parties. So when you sign up to VADA testing for every fight, big fight that we do, we're on the emails, the fighters on their emails, the promoters are on the emails, the governing bodies are on the emails, and the British Boxing Board of Control or the Commission are on the emails. So when Jarrell Miller failed a drugs test, VADA send out an email to all those parties and everybody's got an agenda, a big mouth. So before you know it, that's all public, right? Jarrell Miller failed a test. Half an hour later, it was reported in the media. The bad thing about VADA is they don't have the right to sanction or suspend, okay? So the good thing about UCAD is, is that they can ban and suspend and take action. The bad thing about UCAD is there's a strict confidentiality between UCAD, the board, and the fighter. Does that make sense? Okay. So, in a good situation, like, and again, I'm so, sorry to keep using Jarrell Miller as an example, but if that fight was in the UK, Jarrell Miller would have received a ban from UCAD. But he's not banned, so he can fight now in any commission that will license him, of which many would. So, I think, I just think, I mean, the situation's not ideal at all, but there is a problem. One problem is that too many people are cheating. And again, like people on the high halls, Aram, well, Bob, who's fucking tested on your fights? You know? What's, what's the drug testing situation in, in American commissions. This fight was was one VADA tested through 11 or 12 weeks what it was of training camp. Plus, Dillian White was subject to UCAD testing randomly. You can't have more testing in place than he had. And if there's a problem with one of his samples, that needs to be looked into and dealt with by these people. But what I'm saying to you is, if his name is cleared, these people who have been very quick to criticise without any fact and have agendas need to just calm the fuck down. But if he's found guilty and he knowingly took this substance or whatever, then he should be banned from this world. Where do you stand on... Okay, so we, we, we you say about people knowingly have taken mm -hmm. performance enhancing drugs in boxing, but from your point of view, it's not your it's not your thing to obviously ban people because you can't, and it's not your thing. Well, I can't but ban people. No, no, I know yeah. that, but you can decide whether you promote them or not, or whether yeah, you okay. work with them or not. So, so where it, do you stand? If so, if someone has knowingly cheated, and I I really believe, but again, that comes down to whether you believe it or not, which is not really. Do you understand? Know what I mean? Do you think Dillian White cheated? This what? In this instance, yeah. yeah, no. Right, and a lot of people feel the same way. So, I don't, I'm not a physician. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doping expert. I believe that he is innocent. And, and at the moment, so did the fucking panel, right? So, that's how I feel about that situation at the moment. In other, in other instances where maybe I don't know or maybe there's other people who I believe either were uh, uneducated about supplements. Unlu I mean, you say it's unlucky, 
you may take something that you didn't know was on the ban list that you know if you're on a cycle if you're cheating if you're injecting shit in your buttocks then yes I don't want to work with you I don't want to work with you so there will be situations where you don't have a choice but to work with a fighter um, and there will be situations where after a while maybe the fighter has received a ban and they're back in the sport and they're relevant should I use them should I not use them I guess that's the decision for me but I don't want to work with people who have knowingly cheated and tried to gain an edge in a fight. And that goes for the for Dylan White or anyone. 100%. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's Dylan White, AJ, Jarrell Miller. Like that's how I feel about this. I feel very passionately about this sport. And last week was not a good look for the sport. That's no good for me. That's no good for you. So we've got to act, we all have a responsibility, but we have to leave this in the hands of the experts and the people that are in place to make the decisions. We can't sit there as fans and on social media going, mate, fucking hell, he's, he's guilty, sling the book at him. Surely you want to wait until the facts are presented and then, but, but you know, we talked about Dillian's position now. So what happens when they come out and go, right, this has all been looked into, this is what's happened, and he's completely cleared of, of everything. That is a cheat. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah. So this guy who sacrificed everything for his career, like, don't get me wrong, if he's, if he's proved the other way, then I have to hold my hands up and go, but I don't think it is. And I think even the, what's happened so far should tell you enough about why did they clear him to fight? You know? And this is what I asked this is what I asked the guy in America. What just ask me this one question. Why did they clear him to fight? He went, you tell me. I went, I'm asking you. And some bloke chatted out, maybe he provided enough evidence to convince the panel that he was innocent. I said, oh fucking hell, mate, that's fucking bang on that is. Well done. They haven't just gone, oh yeah. Uh, we'll leave it later, just let him fight. They've heard the evidence and cleared him. And once they clear him, once he's licensed by the commission, the fight's on. The fight is on. Right, there's a couple of things I just want you to kind of clear up, and it was, these are things that kind I'll of try. suggested. If you can, yeah. if you can. So the first thing is, there was a, it was suggested that um, you, or you, or whoever, mm. tried to put out an injunction to stop the story from Total. going out. I saw that. Matrim put an injunction in. Absolute bollocks. As was half of the stuff that was reported on this thing. So no. The other, the other one was, uh, oh, you delayed the B sample. That's what I was going to no, ask as well. You had said you can have a hearing on this and provide your evidence. We, this is on Thursday night. With all due respect to a B sample being open, they tell me you've got to provide a witness there. You've got to have a scientist there to test how it's. Uh, not cut, but whatever the terminology is, split or something like that. Just, you know, so, oh, it's 400 quid. You can just do that, mate. No, we wanted a hearing with all the facts from Vardo, with everything. So that's what happened, and that happened on Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, you didn't know whether you had a main event going on Correct. that night. Correct. And even worse, it's totally confidential between the six. So I'm bound by confidentiality. I can't break this confidentiality. I had a statement ready to go to say, unfortunately, this has happened and the show will go ahead. 
and blah 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 and unfortunately that was what was going to happen and then we had a phone call to say the panel have heard the hearing he's clear to fight okay so obviously we know that i say we know it's from what we uh, have read etc that the wbc vada and oscar rivas team were not informed of this now well vada knew. vada didn't know vada had to know really because i mean i think that you gotta ask yourself where is hauser got some of this information from okay right secondly vada were asked many many questions and asked to provide certain things in relation to effectively Dillian White's tests. Again, I don't want to go too okay, deep, is it? Okay. But, but that evidence was used in effectively in the situation, right? So I would think that there's a good chance they knew. Okay. All right. What the question is that. The WBC didn't know, Oscar Rivas' team don't know. When I've heard you talk about um, you were following protocol and you were kind of... Contract. Yeah, confidentiality and yeah. legally you weren't obliged to tell them. But do you... I wasn't allowed. To allowed tell to yeah, tell yeah, them yeah, or yeah. you didn't have to tell them. Yeah, which yeah. Are, okay. Do you think that that's right? That you... I, I get the arguments. I mean, I spoke to Yvonne Michelle about this last night. And it's important to me that Yvonne and Oscar Rivas and the team understand what happened and the process that, that was followed, essentially. And in that respect, that process was 100% by the book followed. Do you understand? Right? I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but that's not what I'm asking you. No. Okay. So could I have gone to Oscar Rivas on Friday night or Saturday morning and said, Oscar, just to let you know, there was an issue with Dillian White's drug test, but it's all fine, mate, the fight's on. Maybe. I would have broken the confidentiality, which essentially one of those teams then lose the fight, come out after and say, oh, well, Dillian White had a problem with his drug test. All of a sudden, you've got a major legal issue on your hands. Ethically... But why if he was cleared? Because the whole thing's confidential. When he was cleared, for me, that's that's dealt with, right? If then something comes out that from Rivas saying, oh, and he blames this on effectively what is now until an innocent man, then all of a sudden, Dillian White's like, I mean, in fact, looking at it now, it doesn't really matter because it is out there and he's just being accused of being guilty anyway. So it's easy to say that, but at the time, my responsibility is if a fighter is cleared by that agency and by the British Boxing Board of Control, like, again, why is he cleared? So, yeah, I do get people saying, but it's very difficult to go and, and it's not, I say it's not safe, but the other situation is, you know, people saying, well, he should have known and etc. Et yeah, just from a moral but, point of view, that... To I, tell I get, a fighter I get, that, I get, I get okay, what you're saying, even but. to tell him that this is the situation, whether it's on the day of the fight, before a fight, surely people's argument is that that fighter had 
a right to but know he's clear. Yeah, yeah. It's clear. But, but if he's clear, if there's an issue, like the reasons Oscar Rivas would be told in that situation, if Dillian White was effectively suspended or found guilty or and the fight's off. But if he's not found guilty and he's cleared to fight, I'm, I'm sorry, like I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with oh you have to tell him in that situation because he's been cleared. So did in hindsight. Did you have the option to talk to their team and let them deal with that information? But you yeah, I, mean, I don't anyway. know. I don't know. Tell. Do anyway. If you say if you go to a to a fighter's promoter and say, just to let you know, there was an issue with one of Dillian White's tests, he's had a full hearing and he's been cleared to fight. I don't even know whether that would at the time we're, we're allowed to do that. I'm not, not allowed. You're not I'm bound by confidentiality. Right. No, I'm t it's totally. Yeah. It puts me in a terrible legal position to do that. I understand people saying morally, ethically, but at the time, at the time, all I'm thinking is, if he's found innocent, if he's cleared to box, there's like we don't have to have that conversation. It's been cleared to box for a reason. So, if you don't agree that he's been cleared to box, that's really out of my control. Um, but. You know, there was other issues on the week, in the week that, you know, you, you get things, scans been referred and you've got to get that seen, you know, like all these medical things, that goes on all the time, but this is a different kind of situation, but again, I'm bound by confidentiality, but I can't even tell you that it was solely the confidentiality of the fact that I wasn't, I couldn't tell Rivas for that point, it's just that once he was cleared, He's cleared the fights on. Do you understand? Does that, you know? So, I, I mean, if all right. So, say for example, you wasn't. Um, you was given the option. Mm -hmm. If you want to sell them, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. What would you have done in that uh, situation? If I wasn't bound by, I don't know. I mean, just being honest. Like at the time, we all felt, and and knowing. The VADA testing in place that Dillian White had done nothing wrong. Right? So once that was essentially say proved, but that that is what happened, isn't it? I mean, he's had a hearing and they've cleared him to fight. So these are these are the these are the experts, these are the people that decide whether he should fight or not. So they, the experts have said, yes, he's cleared to fight. So I don't know. I don't know. I know it's easy to look back on it now and say, oh, you should have done this, you should have done that. But, you know, contractually, I'm in a position where if both fighters are cleared to fight, if I'm, I don't know, I mean. But you you, you really, because you're kind of, you're the promoter, mm -hmm. you're the one that does all the talking, a lot of this stuff actually doesn't involve you, does it? Like the stuff that's happened over the last sort of few days and that. Not, I'm not involved in that. Dylan White's got his own case to deal with, with UCAD to clear his name, right? I, I believe in him. Now, whether I'm proved wrong, and you believe in him, right? And other fighters that I've spoken to who know him, they all believe in him as well. So now his job, which is so important with his lawyers, is to make sure that his name is 100% cleared with the WBC, well, it's already cleared with the BB, BFC and UCAD at the moment, but it's not cleared with you guys. So that's probably, right now, how he's feeling is his biggest job. 
but you can understand people kind of looking in and seeing the situation. We don't know all the facts. No, we don't so know we all can't, the facts. you can't make a no, conclusive but, okay. decision But at least say yeah. this. Why was he cleared? Is that not too much to ask? That he's had a hearing. This is not something that was brushed under the carpet. It wasn't, oh, uh, we'll deal with it next week, just let the fight go ahead. No, this was a hearing that he was cleared to fight at. So whether you think he's innocent or guilty, just answer that one question. Why was he cleared by an independent panel who assessed all the evidence and cleared him? Well, okay, so again, no, but, again I, we no, don't, I, no, but you're saying we don't know the fact, but you know that. Okay, right. so he was cleared. So yeah. uh, again, am I naively going to say to you that he obviously didn't fail a test because if he had failed a test, well, again, that's the smart way to think. But again, but is that? But is, am but I wrong in saying that? What we, I don't know how you would sort of. I don't think there's a definitive answer to that question. What I can tell you is, is that there was an issue with one of his tests where he was asked to provide evidence. He did that, and they cleared him to fight. Like, that's factual. So, despite what you read here, read there, read there, that is factual. So when we say we don't know the facts, we know that at least, right? So, why? Why was he cleared to fight? Surely he's got grounds of innocence in that respect. Yes. Okay, okay. good, we're no, getting there. Okay, yes, no. because... So, so, if someone's got grounds to be innocent and has been cleared to fight, should we not just let this unfold? And you ain't you ain't gonna have to wait years and like other issues in the past, right? Tyson Fury failed a drugs test. What? How long did that take to unfold? Two years or whatever it was. So this ain't gonna be that way because one, this was dealt with properly and quickly in terms of the hearing, and now. Dillian's got to put the pressure on with his team to make sure that his name is cleared. When did you, when did you kind of think after the fight that this situation would be, which it is now public knowledge? Honestly, no, yeah. it wasn't even it would be public knowledge. This was dealt with, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, my job, you knew that people like this was gonna. Yeah, but my job is to stage a fight with both fighters. Like the only way I can stage that fight is if fighters are uh, licensed no suspensions, etc, etc. So that's my job. So this fight was boxed under all those terms, right? Both fighters, no suspensions on fighters. Both fighters cleared by the commission. No uh, suspend, like suspension or uh, punishment or whatever it was from Barda, from UCAD, etc, etc. So that's me. At the time, like, it wasn't as if I woke up on Sunday and went, oh, uh, I hope this don't get out, what happened? Oh, my conscience is to totally clear on all of the way that this was done. So when it came out, it was quite a shock, but not a shock because. But were you expecting it to. This, uh, not, yeah, probably. I'm probably. not going to use that expression come out because it sounds like, oh, it was secretive or no, whatever. No, prob probably. You know. Probably. Yeah. I, but again, maybe, maybe I'm naive. I just know that, yeah, but, you know, my mindset in that situation was. Yeah, if it comes out, it comes out. He had an issue, he was asked to provide evidence, he gave evidence, he was cleared to fight. What? So now, but because of the spin of so many different people, and because of some reports that are false and some are true, and because of, like, you know, you have to understand that people, people want to see us fail so bad that people are talking 
amongst each other, like in the business, to say, right, you come out and say that. I know people who have sent you messages to ask me certain questions on camera, right? So this is a dog's game, but that's the game that we're in. So it's a situation where everybody wants to blow this up 20 times bigger than it is. And by the way, it ain't good. It ain't good at all. I'm not an idiot. But there are certain people out there that are doing their utmost to try and keep this going. Oh, do this, say this, put, put this out there. Oh, do this interview, fly into that fight to go and quiz her on that. So we have to deal with that. But the only thing, the only position I'm in right now, my conscience, as far as I'm concerned, totally clear, because I followed the exact rules and procedures. Forget, forget legally. No, no, like, no. Legally, I did exactly what. Le legally, I did. yeah, legally in that. Yeah, but, but no, but I'm. This is this is my line of thinking. So you can have your opinion, right? I know that in that moment of all this happened, and let me tell you, it weren't an easy 48 hours at all. I dealt with it in the way that I believe to be absolutely correct on all levels. So, right. legally you followed the process, yeah? yeah? From, from the point this started Correct. up until yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you agree with the process and the way that it was handled on on, on everything? Do you agree I with that process? What, what I don't agree was is that the test that he had was a month before we got the results. So there's certain things that I really don't like in this situation and that really don't make sense. And these are things that are going to have to come out in the wash as well. In terms of the process that took place from the unfortunate time when we got the news, do I agree with that process? I suppose so. I mean, he, he was given the opportunity to provide the evidence. And if, there, if, you know, if that evidence was not sufficient, he wouldn't have been able, able to box. So, do I agree with the process? I think there's a lot of things not right with the system, but I don't... Because the system and the, and the process seems mm. to be kind of the bigger issue here. Well, there's problems with all the... I mean, I, I would like to be in a situation where there's some kind of global body, or there's an agreement between everybody, this is the rules. But when you're using different testing agencies with different rules... Like, all right, we'll, we'll talk about this quickly. VADA and UCAD mm -hmm. have got haven't got the same list of banned substances. No, I'm not sure about that. Isn't it both under WADA? That's the WADA there's, list? Anyway. There, there's ones that are no, under the, the bigger problem is, the bigger problem is, with that, is that out of competition. Yes, what's I mean, this is being what, yeah, well, I think this is, affected the I, think, I think the lists are very similar, but basically, with UCAD, the out of competition list differs to the in competition list. Well, out of competition, means any test not taken on the day of the fight. But obviously, you're in competition, you're training, you're getting stronger, you're getting physical benefits, that should really be in competition as well. That's just one minor thing of some things I don't agree on. shouldn't they be aligned exactly the same? Yeah, but, but again, you're asking some fact no, but message. No, but I'm just but asking, shouldn't, should they not be VADA yes. and UCAD yeah. in terms I, of... I would just think, look, it'd be a lot easier if there was one agency for boxing. But in a sense, in essence, like Varda, I trust, right? I think Margaret Goodman does a great job. But 
if you catch someone and you can't sanction them, what is the point? Right? So, I feel like, is there a way that VADA can work with the American commissions and, I know, I know the British Boxing Board are aligned to UCAD, where there is a sanctioning process that takes place? Or is it the governing bodies? Is it the WBC? Is it, I mean, the WBC, they come out and they're like, right, we don't actually know any facts, but we're going to suspend Dillian White. What about other fighters in the past? What about Canelo? You know, were they so quick to come out and say, right, Canelo, yeah. So, but the WBC, even if VADA reported to the WBC that there was a failed test, what do they do? You know, can they back, they, I think they, I mean, the WBA thinks suspended Miller for six months. But wouldn't it be better if it was like the commission signing up to VADA to say, if someone fails a VADA test and is proved to be, you know, be guilty, automatic ban of X. You know? In an ideal world, that's the way to do it. But the only thing I would say about this, and I know people don't give a monkey's about this, we do more testing than anybody. And I'm not even talking about uh, matron per se. I'm talking about the board. The board do a really good job with UCAD. We're the only commission in the world that really has random testing for their fires. You know, look at in America. Again, I go back to uh, Aram. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking hell, Bob. You don't have testing on your shows. Every now and again, if there's a major fight, but what about all these undercard fires? That, that, are, that are on these fights. The commissions aren't testing them. So there's no fear, is there? At least if you sign up to even a WBC program, you may get a test. But if you sign up to VADA and you pay your $30,000 or whatever it is, and, like, and you're the one who's instigating it, like I know for this Oscar Rivas fight, as soon as it was signed, Dillian White was on me. Ed, make sure we're signed up to Vada. Here's my forms, boom, boom, boom. Make sure you get Oscar Rivas. Make sure, has he signed up yet? Has he signed up yet? So it's very hard for me to think that a guy is guilty when I see all that going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I mean, you think, imagine my last week. I mean, would, it's- Would you have done, would you have handled this the last, how long has this been going on for? Uh, when did it come out? A week, uh, week ago. Yeah, a week ago. Oh, what? Since the test? Since yeah. the test. Since you first found out about anything, would you have handled anything in hindsight? Would you have handled anything differently to uh, how you have handled no. it at all? You, no. It would have been exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. I would have followed... The answer to that question is, I would have done exactly what I felt was right at the time. Which was exactly what I did. So I follow procedure. The board, the board couldn't tell anyone because they're bound by confidentiality, right? Dillian White can't talk about it. I can't talk about it, and I talk about it now because it's a lot of information is out there. So, and this is what I said to Yvonne Michelle. You know, and, and again, you'll have to interview Yvonne Michelle. Yvonne Michelle, I don't think disagreed with the way I handled the process. I think Yvonne Michel disagreed with the process in general. 
Do you know what I mean? So, but again, I explained to him that everything that we did was what we were told was the procedure that would be followed, okay? So this is a situation, right, you can have a hearing, but you've got to provide evidence and it'll be heard by an independent panel. And obviously, if you're not, if you can't box, if they suspend you, you can't box and that's it. Did you ever consider, obviously before this hearing was on the day, mm. but did you consider if there was, if there was mm. this adverse finding mm. in, in, in a test for Dylan White, did you consider pulling that off your own off your own back. I have a contract with the fighters. So what does that mean? If you so, so, so if, no, if a fighter is cleared to fight, yeah. I have to produce a fight. Right? If you had so pulled I, it, what would have happened? Oh, we get sued by Dillian White. Okay. And Oscar Rivas? Yeah, probably. I mean, Oscar Rivas then probably goes, what the fuck's going on? He made a fortune in that fight. A fortune. Right. When, when the cards runs out. Yeah, and everyone thinks you edited. It just stopped. It's so nothing just to let you edited. know, what happens is, he's going like this and he goes, fuck, the card's gone. There's nothing edited. There is never anything, no, anything edited in no, my videos. Uh, so anyway. So what, we, we were saying about, you could I have pulled the show? Could you have put, yeah, pulled, no, pulled the show? No, because the hearing was in place. I had to wait for that hearing. So I have a contract with both guys to provide this fight with them if they're cleared to fight. So, so after being cleared to fight, you had no choice. You have to no put choice, the fight on. No choice. If, by the way, Oscar Rivas made so much money in that fight, he would have gone fucking berserk if I pulled a fight. Dillian White would have said, you can't pull the fight. I've got this hearing. If I'm cleared to fight, the fight's on. So I would have had a huge legal problem with that. But anyway, it's all like hindsight now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I know people fucking can't stand me and people give me untold stick. But I know in my heart of hearts that I followed the absolute correct procedure and at the time was very comfortable with what I was doing. If the fight was off, if he was found guilty, if he was suspended, it's fucking off, mate. There's nothing, you know, I'm phoning Yvonne Michelle, I'm really sorry, this is, this is what's happened. But as soon as he's cleared, he's cleared, you know? You might not be able to answer this question, but who knew and who didn't? Know about this no one knew other than the part like the parties that are involved in the confidentiality and perhaps Varda because they were asked to provide evidence. You say perhaps. Well, they know we requested information on Dillian White's test and also uh, the testing laboratories and all that kind of stuff. So there is a there is a good chance that you know. And again, I don't know who like. Do you think the WBC should have been informed? Not, not from a, just no, a moral point of view. From a moral point of view, do you think the really WBC should have been informed? Not really, because you can't say a moral point of view, because you can't have a legal... Le the rules are in place for a reason, right? So morally, should rules be followed? Yes, right? So how can you say morally they should have been told, but morally you would have broken the rules that you sign up to? So does that, that question don't really make sense. WBC don't even really recognise UCAD. They recognise VADA. And every VADA test that came back from Dillian White for fucking forever long, however long he's been signed up to him, has always been negative. So now they want to recognise UCAD, but they want to suspend him without even knowing anything about the situation. So we're suspending uh, Dillian White because we read an article 
and uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. So it's like, but he was cleared to fight. He's not suspended by UCAD. He's not suspended by the British Boxing Board of Control. But you want to suspend him. Do me a cheesy quaver. Okay. Um, no, I appreciate you talking about it because obviously... I shouldn't be talking about it, but I feel as though I've got a responsibility to at least give you as much info as I can. And even in this interview, I've given you way too much information, but I feel passionate about it. And I just, I just feel like, just ask yourself those simple questions. Why was he cleared to fight by a panel after providing evidence? You must know in your heart of hearts that if, that if he's been cleared, there's a good chance that he's innocent. So let that play out. You know, again, you ain't gonna have to wait two years to get the full story. I'm guessing that'll be published and produced but by all people. But when do you see this whole I thing I don't really know. Off. I mean, I'm not involved, like I said, I haven't been involved in one email, one second of the process since the fight. So all I know is that Dillian White is working. Obviously, what do you think Dillian White wants to do now? Clear his name. I mean, it's clear. It's clear at the moment. He's not banned. He's not suspended. He's not had his license taken away. So right now, he could go and fight next week. Right? He could go and fight next week. So what are we waiting for? We're waiting for this process that effectively will have to... He will want his name to be completely cleared in a public environment. Is that I the guess. only issue we're waiting for at the moment? Yeah, for, I mean, for everything to again, come out to yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know what else they need, they want, they want to review. All I know is is that the job right now of Dillian White is to say, right, let's if you want any more information, if you want any other like I don't know the process, I don't know any situation, but I want to be able to say that I'm innocent. I'm not suspended. I'm not and at the moment, he's not. So if there's ever a case of innocent until proven guilty, fuck me, this is it. So, again, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm just saying, I know what I believe. I know what you believe. I know what other people who know him believe. Can he prove that? And once he's proved that, I hope that the people who've doubted him or the people who've criticised him can at least hold their hands up and say, all right, well, maybe we should have jumped to that conclusion. And if he's found, like, if I'm wrong, then you'll make your own mind up from there. But so, so, theoretically, you could pencil him in for a fight, show? could fight next week. No. Not suspended. Not uh, banned. Not, you know, cleared to box by the board. So... I'm assuming at some point he'll want to talk about all this when he can. Mate, you know Dillian White. And he wants to tell the world his thoughts. But it is so important to his career. If he don't get this right and get this completely cleared up, he will always have the cloud over his head. And he don't want that. You know what he's put in in the last few years. You know how hard he's worked, the sacrifice he's made. So Who has the power to clear his name? Well, his, his name is cleared, like I said. He's no, not suspended. His, so I guess there has to be some kind of statement or by the... I don't know, by you UCAD, UCAD or, yeah, yeah. or to say this is what happened yeah. and we are comfortable, there, you know, there's no situation, there's no sanctions, there's no, I, don't, I don't know, again, I don't, I'm just speculating because I do not know the actual process from here. That's over to him and his team and they've been working on it non-stop since, since the fight 
to make sure this is dealt with, there's an answer as to why, etc. And that's it. Okay, like I said, I appreciate you. Uh, well, I hope, I hope you've, you know, you feel like you've grilled me sufficiently. But it's not me. It's not me doing this. It's like people. You can understand why people kind of want clarity on it because well, for many you reasons. guys, you yeah. want clarity. In, I do, in but like, I'm clarity. trying to give you the clearest clarity I can, which is, again, fucking bored of saying it now. He was asked to provide information and evidence in a panel to decide whether we should be allowed to fight or not. He provided that evidence. They cleared him to fight. He was therefore cleared to fight by the British Boxing Board of Control. <laughs> so if you have an issue with that process or that decision, then you go and speak to the panel. But again, from from my point of view, pure protocol follow. One last question. Fuck it now. Mate, do you know the press conference footage where you were talking to Dylan? Do you know what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Can you just talk me through that? So what? Yeah, what so, I said, so I said, so uh, I said, how you, I was, he started off with, I think he was talking about his, like how he even, Boxed with that mindset, and he went, My head was fucked. I, uh, I haven't slept for two days. And I said, It was a miracle of all miracles, mate. And he went, Yeah, it's a fucking joke, blah blah blah. I said, I had a statement ready to go. Um, I got the call from him to say, Yes, he's cleared, he can fight. And he said, I'm, I'm not shaving my head because I want to keep my hair uh, for DNA testing and evidence. That's, that is, I believe, the whole transcript. Again, like, Whoa, yeah, when he said this, he said that, that's exactly what happened. It was, like, the process from Thursday night to Saturday to that hearing, getting the evidence in time, speaking to the relevant people, getting the hearing, UCAD setting up a panel, all the, like, you you know, this is, it was, it weren't a good time. It wasn't a good time before the fire, and it ain't been a good time after the fire. So, I'm assuming he was requested to kind of keep his hair No, he just well. said that. Oh, he said that. I don't know, like, again, I don't know what that does, but the reason he said that is because... He just all he wants to do is clear his name because it's it's not it's not even about being mandatory. It's just about integrity and credibility. You know what I mean? He does. He he's you know that's important to him. So now he'll be doing everything he can to make sure that he gets your credibility, not you, but you. So people say, no, I believe it. No, he's right. He's clear. He's like he's innocent. And if he's innocent, then he's innocent. So just bear that in mind. Can I go now? No, we've got to talk about the Joshua rematch. <laughs> What's the update on that? Oh, we've pretty much made a decision. What? And, the there, and there's a lot of things that went into the decision, which I will talk about when we announce. Can you rule out anywhere for us, or you can't rule out anywhere for us? I think I can rule out America. Right now. Okay, that's quite significant. Yeah. No MSV, baby. Not 100%, but quite. I don't think it will take place in America. Okay. How far is Cardiff ahead of anywhere else? It's, a, it's um, definitely a place of interest. <laughs> You're good, you are. Um, he don't want to go there. Greece, you know, which again doesn't mean we can't do it, but he doesn't want to go to Cardiff, no. But 
Specifically, Cardi like disrespectful. He doesn't have a choice, but specifically Cardiff or UK? The, the UK. I don't think he's got anything against Cardiff. <laughs> but I don't think he really wants to come to the UK. So again, maybe that. You know, once we pull the trigger, do we have to take that into consideration? We don't want a legal case. We want to, we want to make sure Ruiz is respected as well. But obviously, signed up to a contract, and he's got a run of that, and he knows that. So. So if you're ruling out America and obviously Cardiff, there's what you've just said there. I'm assuming anywhere no, Cardiff, else. Cardiff's still still a favourite. Yeah, but I'm assuming anywhere else would be a bit of a wild card. Because yeah, there's a few wild cards. There's a few wild cards. That you know they're they're difficult logistically, but some some have sort of made me raise my eyebrows because I think they're quite, I guess, iconic. You know, when you talk about the fights of the past, Rumble in the Jungle and Thriller in Manila, and, you know, they're historic events. So those events are all fraught with problems, logistically, but, you know, <coughs> historic. And you expect to have a decision by when? I know we ask you every week. Yeah. Um, I keep saying, like, at the weekend. Oh, yeah, the definitely, weekend, definitely. Yeah. Like, Ruiz's team will be alerted probably in the next 48 hours. And then it's just a case of whether we make that public knowledge when we when we go through that process or we wait for a, an official announcement and press conferences. Okay. Okay. Um, your show this Friday. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's a really good show. I mean, I think Brian Rose against Anthony Fowler is a great, great fight. Great fight. Um, you know, I think that you're in a situation there where Brian Rose, I think the pressure's off Brian in that fight. Although he's kind of fighting for his career, I think he can go in there and just try and win the fight. For Fowler, the pressure's much bigger. I have to give Fowler respect because he's coming off a Scott Fitzgerald loss should arguably have a warm-up fight and get himself back but no he believes that he can beat Brian Rose and get himself right back in the mix so that's a great fight John Harding Jr. Jack who, Cullen yeah. Jack Cullen great fight for the English middleweight title Dillian will be up there on Friday in Liverpool with his uh, his boy John Harding Jr. they train together great fight Sean McGoldrick against Asomba another great fight big step up for McGoldrick Lewis Ritson on the card Joe Hughes is out with a back injury he defends his WBA title. Robbie Davis on the card. Martin Bacoli on the card as well. John Doherty. Kez Ashfak against Sean Davis. Another good fight. Just a little uh, earlier on in the night. But it's a really good card. Just trying to make the next gens like, you've got to stick those sort of 50-50 fights in there or give young fighters coming through their biggest test of date and some proper tests. And I think we're doing that in Fowler Rose, in, McGoldrick and Sombra in Cullen against John Harding Jr. etc. etc. Um, I want to ask your opinion about um, MTK announced uh, a golden contract tournament. It's yeah. quite interesting where uh, uh, kind of over three different weight classes yeah. but the winners will secure uh, a contract with a world top promoter. I'm, I'm assuming, well, let's assume I'm saying MTK links. Top well, oh, a top promoter. Yeah. I thought you meant the sort of it was B World Soccer. V. I the think, I love, um, it. I love it, I think it's a great idea. 
um, I think MTK are putting on, I watch the, the shows on your stream yeah. when I can, and actually the numbers are good as well. Decent, and yeah, the production's decent. good, the fights are good, I think there's good people involved on the matchmaking side, I think Lee Eaton's doing a really good job, the people are really passionate about boxing, so they want to make good fights. I think the tournament's a great idea. Um, I think you have to do those things, those tournaments at the level where the names are, are really good and there's some good fights, but you've got to kind of do it away from necessarily the, the signed fights because I think some of the problems with tournaments is there's so much politics, and I look at like the World Boxing Super Series, promotional companies are not entering fighters in that series. And again, same thing with this tournament is you want to forget those. Put the kids in who are ready to fight, who are up for fighting, who want to take the chance, who want to win that big contract. Now that's what this proposed tournament, if I understand it, is all about. The chance to go and secure a major contract, be involved in big money fights. So, I like it. I think MTK are doing a good job. Um, you know, and uh, I think the only bad thing MTK are doing is being involved with you, to be honest with you. You know, I think everything else they're doing is very professional, Come very in. slick, and then Do you know what? Do you know obviously what? your relationship's more of a long-standing one, but they must look at it now and go, this isn't a good look for us because, you know. Just remember where you started, mate. Oh, fuck off. Remember where you started. All right, listen, it's been... You, know you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, It's been a years since I've been in the back of a boat with you. That hasn't it? That sounded wrong. And, and you uh, still fell asleep. Still fell asleep. Um, Edward, can we just run through some dates, please? Yes. Okay, so, August, obviously, yeah. this week, um, in Liverpool, end of the month. You've got a big gap then till end of the month for... Yes? Big gap from when? From this, this show on Friday until... Wait, I've got two weeks till my show after in Mexico. Oh yeah. Estrada, uh, Pergovic, John O'Carroll on that card, maybe Liam Smith as well. Oh Actually, really? Yeah. Um, then I've got O2, Lomachenko, Campbell, Fury, Povetkin, four other fights to be announced. Yeah. Most of them coming this week. Is Charlie Edwards on the card? Yes. Then we've got September the 7th, could potentially be Ricky Burns against Lee Selby up at the Hydro. Yep. 21st of September could be Callum Smith, possibly in Liverpool. Um, October, the. Uh, oh, then you've got September the 14th, he's likely to be Devin Haney. Hunter against Kuzmin, just yep. made great heavyweight fight. Danny Roman against um, Akhmadaliev which is another great fight. And October the 5th could be Golovkin. October the 12th could be Usyk. October the 19th could be Newcastle, we're looking at. Maybe Josh Kelly and uh, Lewis Ritson. 26th could be London. What, O2? Yeah, and then... Uh, could that be potentially... Parker, Parker, Parker yeah. possibly. And there's a couple of Italian shows. Shows. We start our Spain project in November. Is it in Marbella? No. Oh. But uh, be good fun. So yeah, basically this this period here is all about just firming your dates up. It's a tough period actually because you've got you know I mean Burns 
Burn Selby is like six weeks away, so we need to get that up and running. Where could potentially Golovkin be flying? I know it's... I think LA. LA, yeah. And what about Usyk? Chicago, we're looking at. Right. So literally you've got... We've got yeah. a show a week. A show a week? Yeah. Sometimes two shows a week. At least one. Let's talk about your, your, your girls. Your girls. Katie Taylor first yeah. of all. Um, what's the plans? I think Katie, she wants to rematch Pursuit. She also likes the Amanda Serrano fight. Uh, so really she just wants the fights that are going to be sort of, I guess, historic and major. I mean, you look at Katie and you think, how long do you want to go on for? And if you ask her, she'll tell you about 10 years. So I look at like a three year plan really for Katie. So that she's going to box another seven or eight times, and then we'll see how we get on. What about Chantel Cameron? Yeah, it's a good fight. I mean, I would, I'd like to see Chantel. Um, I mean, obviously now she's going to get a shot eventually anyway because she's mandatory. Yeah. But very good fighter. I think that fight could be really big, and I'd like to see her sort of get more, say, well known. But that's a dangerous fight. She's a good fighter. Terry Harper really good fighter as well we're going to be working with um, I'd actually quite like to make Terry Harper and Chantel Cameron as well or Natasha Jonas you know in that mix I'd quite like to get domestically some fights going do you know what I mean what about Shannon Courtney Shannon Courtney but she's much uh, lighter weight yeah, just meant oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah she'll be out new season probably um, possibly middle of September she had a good run. I think she had three fights in five or six weeks, so she's gonna have a little rest and back in centre. Okay. What potentially on that Liverpool card? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> <coughs> right, mate. Um, okay. Have you got anything else you'd like to add? I would like to add. No, I think you've grilled me on everything. Um, Listen to the podcast, no passion, no point. Kano's on this BBC one, Sounds. Oh, wow, the guests have been unbelievable. Yeah, you've had... So if you go to No Passion, No Point, BBC Sounds, Five Live, whatever, just search the podcast, you've got Wayne Rooney, Sadiq Khan, KSI, Katie Taylor, Noel Gallagher, David Gandy, Kano... Stacey Dooley. But Kano and Stacey Dooley. Take a phone. Drop. I think Stacey Dooley this week and then Kano next week. And then I'm gonna do AJ. It's gonna be my last one. And then one more in between. I know you've asked me if you could go on it earlier. You said I won't be enough. No, basically you're not. So it's not they want high profile people with credibility. Back up. Yeah. It's alright if there's a little break in it, it's fine. Like you haven't asked for anything to be edited, so is that what you're about? Yeah, take that bit out of me. What bit? No, because you're like, you're that unprofessional that every minute you go, oh fuck, the card's gone, oh the battery's gone, oh. Is it just a memory? Yeah, the card So then you have to delete up. earlier interviews. Maybe before you go to bed the night before you've got a press conference, Ed, maybe delete some stuff it's off. It's not that. You know when it gets to 30 minutes, it automatically stops. Anyone who's got one of these cameras knows that that's the case. Oh really? What? Yeah, what, what? 
Yeah, a so Canon uh, EOSR. A, a Canon EOSR 6400 fast lens, double speed action pump. Such a dick. Alright, what was the last thing we were talking about? Oh, mate, I've lost the plot now. I don't even know where we are. Where are we? Oh, we're in where Liverpool. Where are we, Brett? We're in Liverpool. Good thing we did this yeah, in the quick. Good thing we've done this in the car. I love Liverpool. I love Just Liverpool. Just want to say I love Liverpool. I do love Liverpool. I love Liverpool. I love Scousers. I love the Hilton Hotel. This is a new venue, by the way. It's the Exhibition Centre at the Echo. Where the show is on uh, Friday. This is where the pressure is? No, it's at the Hilton. Oh. Um, is that it? I believe so, yeah. One more question about Dylan White's situation. Go right? on, anything you want. <laughs> Listen, I don't. If you, I don't I'll tell you what, it. I'm not going to. You know how many no, people in my spot would have gone, oh, mate, I just can't talk about that. And now we're going to get to the presser, and I'm going to have to go through the whole thing ten times. I know. I know. It's shit, mate. It's, I've had so much stick. So much stick. Because ideally for you, you'd just love to just tell exactly what's going on yeah, well, and everything. I'm, I'm telling you. I know, basically but, all I know. But basically, but I want. He, I think it's more for him. You know, I think he would be the one who wants to come out, sit down, do an hour with you, and say, "Right, this is exactly what happened." Blah 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 blah. But we want that to come from certain people rather than Dillian White, because then you still probably wouldn't believe it. It all comes out in the end. Everything will come out in the end. But as always, clean hearts win. On that note. Edward Hearn, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. In association with MTK. Absolutely, shout out MTK. Running the game we are, mate. Know what I mean, mate? Alright. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.